Hello and welcome to the Turn 4 Podcast. I am your host, Dan Maldonado. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. This podcast comes from two lifelong fans of IndyCar and other forms of motorsport. I can't, of course, do this on my own. Never going to do this on my own. I've only done it on my own one time. It was our worst rated show. So let me introduce <laughs> you to our co-host, Tim Reiner. Hey, Timmy. Hey. Hey, Dan, what's going on? I don't think you? I'm bringing any of the guests. I think you're attracting all the guests. I'm just here I to uh, do my thing. I say you should say listeners, but whatever. Beg to differ. Well, I did the one show on my own that one time. Uh, the gateway in a hotel show. room? No, I did the gateway show here by myself. It was, But weren't you in a hotel room? Nope, I was right here. No, you were right there. Yep. Just talking right. away. How are you? Well, Gateway's coming up, so maybe... Got your uh, glass of water. Don't spill I it do. on anything. That's happened before during the show, right? Mm-hmm. We always sure. have our drinks. We have different drinks, though, right? I have uh, You're always coffee, not tea, brew. as we were talking about before yeah, the show. It's, not tea. it's always coffee. I don't know what PJ's is, but... Uh, PJ's is a, a uh, coffee house out of New Orleans. Oh. Wonderful co- little coffee house, about 180 units out of, uh, out of the New Orleans market. They have cool mugs. That's the reason why I have one. So, nice. Yeah. Thanks nice to Chef Matty B. I, I have a cool it. PJ's mug. So awesome. Appreciate all that. I drink coffee you? too, but not at, um, you know, not in the evening, not eight o'clock. Do you want to talk night, about you know? how you drink coffee or we don't want to bring that up to the show? Well, like, yeah, we don't have to talk about it. I drink it like anybody else does out of a mug. You and do? that's it. Oh, <laughs> I just okay. might drink some old coffee some days. Yeah, there it is. That's all, right? <laughs> some days, uh, brew a pot. Drink half one day and the other half the next day. There you go. Today was a... The Turn 4 podcast, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Today was uh, the second half of the pot, so I was heating it up. I want to help Tim um, become a Patreon sponsor and choose the uh, $10 a month sponsorship on our Patreon page so we can help get Tim a a curate so he can just brew up... Single serve. I think I can get one at a wholesale rate. I think I, I've got connections. I think you probably but. could. Yeah, I think you probably could. So. But then I got to buy the little cups, right? And those God are not cheap. Forbid. So. <laughs> forbid. so, yeah. So, but I don't drink coffee this late. So I'm on coffee break. I've done it once or twice. And I think I stayed up for most of the night looking at the ceiling. Well, as I've gotten older, we've transitioned into a half calf. Oh. Half decaf, huh? So mm-hmm. one cup is like a half cup, two cups is a cup. Nice. Maybe. I drink never two heard of these. it. Is that, is that, that Keurig? No, it's a ha- it's a Maxwell House. And I think Meyer has one too. Oh, nice. Very Even nice. though I'm wearing the high V shirt, we don't have a high V in uh Southeast Michigan, Michigan where I live. Yeah. But if if they did, I'm I would go to High V. I would. I go to High V when I travel. Yeah, I've been in there. Because as part of my everyday responsibilities, the Markets in which I visit, there are Hy-Vees. Yeah, I was in Omaha, and I had to mm-hmm. cross the border to go to the Hy-Vee. I was like, I'm going. There you go. I'm going to check it out. So I did that. Uh, that was, I went to the... Was last time, last year about this time, I think. I was in Des Moines maybe about six weeks ago. If we have any listeners, now, I'm sure this is riveting. But I was in Des Moines <laughs> about six weeks ago and popped into a Hy-Vee there. Got gas at the Hy-Vee at the, for the rental car before I returned it to the... Uh, yeah. To the national counter that I had to go to to turn the car or pick up the car and turn the car back. So, I love that you're. Uh, yeah, I love that you're always uh, team sponsored for the show. Like you have so many sponsors over there, and I just wear a green shirt or a pink shirt, and that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, the pink but... shirt was the first time in seventy six episodes that you've ever worn. Oh, and you know the green shirt's probably a little more common. The color, at least. Yeah, but it's kind of different with your red. It almost looks Christmas. But I, I have here. the, you know, I've worn this before. I've worn, you I know, know you have. The, I was thrilled. How's the neck? It's tight. <laughs> it's tight. It's making my head look bigger than it already is. So, yeah, if you want to see all this riveting action, tune into our YouTube channel. Yeah, you can this. watch this go down. This I is the like number I'm... 45 Jack Harvey high V shirt. So, oh, which the guy that won't be on the team next year? Is that what I hear? Yeah, stop being a hater. Um, <laughs> when I wore this to Indy in 22, remember a high V employee asked me if I was a high V employee. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, I bought this on the website. Come on now. Because you're the only guy that had a high V shirt on. I was literally the only guy wearing a high V shirt. Oh, man. 
So I also have the, you know, you still know, might be conjecture. <laughs> probably. Um, oh, well. Hey, dude, they're on the rebound. That's okay, though, they're man. On the they're rebound. on the up and up, man. They Everything's are, going which well is over there. a wonderful transition into, right, our first first part of this story is is qualifying. Ray Hall. Ray Hall Letterman oh. Lanigan. RLL. Wow. WTF, Tim? <laughs> Anybody I expect that? I was in shock. I was... for Graham and second place for Lungard. I know. Shoot, uh, shut out by RLL. I know. I was uh, I was in shock. I think our Twitter handle said something about it, but I, I saw it. I thought it was pretty clever. <laughs> the, the Earth shook from its axis or something. Right? <laughs> something happened. Something yeah. miraculous, miraculously happened on Friday. Maybe yeah. they just need Friday qualifying and skip the Saturday stuff. I have no idea, but he was good in warm up. I and you know I don't or not in warm up in practice one. I don't practice, put any. Yeah. I don't put any stock in any of those, as you know, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe the compressed schedule helped, right? They just had it. They were ready. They were good off the truck, which for this team, let's face it, small, small miracles, right? I mean, yeah, never cease. But uh, I guess you got to look back at the May race, though, right? Lungard was on pole, so they had the Lung- setup. Lungard was good there. They didn't have a good race setup, which, you know, Correct. we're going to talk about here. But, um, yeah, Lungard was on pole there. Couldn't really do anything to Polo, who finished what fifteen or seventeen seconds up the road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we should, you know, we could have, I suppose, um, believed that Rahel was going to be this good. I don't know that, and I don't know. I would have believed that Rahel, as a team, would have been this good. I mean, Graham first, Lungard second, Jack Harvey eighth, uh, which got yeah. pushed to fourteenth because of an engine change. Uh, this was Graham's first pull since two thousand and seventeen in Detroit. And if you remember that weekend, that was the weekend he swept the double header in Detroit. Yeah. That was the arrow package remember. cars, right? It was so, a long time ago. Um, I, so good I, for them, yeah. right? I mean, you know, good for them. Hopefully this stays um, in a positive trajectory. But, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, things, good things to come. We'll see what they're like on the oval. I think, you know, that's still a uh, work in progress for them. But I think... I, I would I would say outside of Gateway coming up here in a couple of weeks that um, they should show well, you know, at Portland and at uh, Laguna Seca. I would think so. You got two yeah. road courses, right? And yeah. um, if you got a road course set up, I think it would transfer to those events. Maybe not completely, but I would think of, of some sort of, you know, it's you use the same dampers, you use the same settings. At least that's where you go there with, right? That's what you start off with and see where it kind of puts you. But I would suspect they're going to do well. I, I'm not anticipating a whole lot coming out of them here at Gateway, but I guess we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But super impressed, kind of shocking for me. Um, I don't know. Were you rooting for Graham to pull this off and do his thing? Or were you kind of like... I was. You were. I was because I, I think like, you know, if you're Graham, you even though it's not the same, you're rolling into that place thinking this place sent me home in May. Mm-hmm. Right before Dryan Reinbold and, you know, the unfortunate wreck for Stefan Wilson mm-hmm. before Dryan Reinbold threw him a lifeline to keep him in the show. But I mean, that place sent him home. Yeah. In May. And he had a terrible 500 anyways. It didn't even matter yeah. that he was in yeah, it, honestly. The whole thing, the whole team did. Yeah, so, yeah, but know, he did terrible in that car too. It was like, yeah, it just wasn't there. Right. So to see him come back, I I was excited for him and the family, of course, but mm-hmm. I was kind of in shock. I was like, there's no way he's going to pull this off. And then mid race, I'm like, maybe he's got there, this. Yeah. He's got great pace. He's got great pace yeah. on the hard tires, right? So he's on the hard compound, and I'm know we'll get into that a little bit. But he, over the stint, they didn't fall off like they did in my opinion, in, in, in May. May, like they were, they were falling off and particularly Lungard uh, fell off on that one. But um, yeah, it was, it was quite the, uh, quite the event and quite, um, I, you had mentioned, you had congratulated some of the teammates on the victory last time, and maybe they would have been more um, prone for your kind words this time. Maybe to liking them. So, yeah. Um, to my surprise, but in a different way, uh, Joseph Newgarden and Will Power, uh, both pretty aggravated with their qualifying efforts uh, this past weekend. Uh, Power did 
however, stop and give. Did you see this? They came off, they're eliminated, right? And they were both mm-hmm. red faced and aggravated. Of course, right New Garden was pounding on the on the pit stand and you know, he was pretty, pretty, pretty aggravated. Um, which I understand. But uh and Will Power was too. And you don't normally see Will that mad or really that sort of angry or outwardly showing that much anger, what have you. I mean, he qualified 16th. Um, Newgarden qualified 25th. Unless unless someone runs into him, then he gets pretty mad. Right, right. But I, you know, the nerve, right? The, the audacity of this fan who was behind Will Powers pit stand wearing a Scott Dixon shirt, Mm -hmm. asked Will for a autograph. Will obliged. Will was walking back to his pit stand, presumably to do the engineering debrief, right? Then was asked for a picture in that same gaggle. Obliged. <laughs> wow. Did not oblige uh, Kevin Lee on the uh, on the Peacock broadcast for an interview. Politely declined that. Um, Joseph Newgarden did uh, did accommodate that that uh, request for an interview, but I just thought it was a funny set of circumstances. Will came off. He was mad. You could see his face. He was gesturing and he had the arms flailing and everything else. And then goes over and signs an autograph, then walks away and then goes back and takes a picture and then comes back all aggrieved still. I thought mm-hmm. that this is IndyCar racing, right? Cause you don't get this level of uh, interaction with the fans. And I believe in any other sport out there, any other Correct. top level, you know, motorsports like this. Yeah. Yeah. But that just kind of tickled me. What did not tickle me is seeing the, uh, the pursuer, which is, you know, Joseph Newgarden have yet again a very poor qualifying effort. And then to add salt to that wound, he, of course, um, had the engine change, which is what what put him further behind. That's actually what pushed him into 25th uh, starting position. And when you start back there, Tim, bad things happen, and we're going to talk about that uh, here shortly. But what I do want to talk about before we move out of qualifying is if you look at the fast six, again, surprises all around. Two Ray Halls, two Aero McLarens, and two Andretti. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you if you compare that, if you cross-reference that against uh your best Ganassi, which is your guy, right? Armstrong, seventh, mm-hmm. and the Benz, best Penske, which is McLaughlin, who's having a good back half of the year here, uh qualified eleventh. Yeah. They just missed it completely. I'm referring to the Penske's. Totally missed it. Totally missed it. Ganassi and, and- Kind of surprising too that yeah. you know, but uh, that Pelo or Dixon weren't better. That neither Pelo nor Dixon weren't weren't better in that. And it was the rookie, right? It was his second visit, so not necessarily a rookie still, but um, the rookie uh, outqualified his his much more seasoned teammates in that yeah. situation. Well, Overall, s- though, what do you think? Well, something was happening, right? You got Ray Hall on pole. Your best Andretti car is Devlin. Mm-hmm. Your best Ganassi car is Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And you got Penske in the back of the pack, we'll call it. So, and even if you look at Arrow, you have Rossi beating out everybody else, which I guess isn't a huge surprise, but typically you see Pato up there. So I'm not sure Felix. if some I think yeah. Felix is your qualifying, you know, specialist at that team. He's been at least. Yeah, so I, something was off. Something mm-hmm. in my prediction with the axis and coming off, uh, something was <laughs> utterly strange with uh, qualifying. But I think it's great. I think that's what makes the series the series, right? You never know what's going to happen. And look, here's the other thing I want to say because I predicted this coming, but I was not allowed to do predictions last week for whatever reason. So Ray Hall was on my list. Oh yeah, <laughs> and if you believe that, you're you're very gullible. I don't. (laughs) I I would be shocked if you had Ray Hall on your list ever. So, um, but I think I think it's good for the series, Tim. I I think it's good for the series to see kind of the the quote unquote best of the rest uh, getting some time at the front of the grid. You know, some of this could be two races at this track in a season, which I think this is going to be the last year for that. I think that's that's fairly certain. But. you know, which brings a ton of familiarity to the teams. So the teams know what they're up against. Yeah, it's kind of a weather-dependent track. We know that. It's very smooth, and um, they're very familiar with it. So, you know, not surprising that some of those those teams that we don't normally see in that, in that you know, Firestone Fast 6. Um, yeah, but on the flip side of that, you're surprised that Penske's so off. Like, Yeah, smooth track. You're so right? familiar like, with it, yeah. 
they like they like more you know more uh you know street courses uh, difficult Bumpy courses yeah, <laughs> more difficult setups i guess is what penske's more uh more on so our friend gacker right who's i would consider to be a casual indycar fan uh texted me and i'm gonna paraphrase he's like how 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 did rl turn it around like this and tim my only response that i could think of right off the bat was good question mm-hmm. right what do you think it is well i think they had a baseline coming from the um the may race and they stuck with it and i think they've done some r&d since then and they've got the new you know, technical director. And I think it's just starting to come together, even though I don't feel that if you listen to the last episode, I don't feel like, you know, the message is very good over there when it comes to driver interviews and what they're saying about the cars, but something clicked. And so I think it has to do with the personnel that they put in management and maybe Bobby being more involved after the Indy 500 debacle that took place. So maybe he stepped in and is not sitting back as I sort of presume prior to. So I think all of that kind of goes into it. And I think it's just a learning lesson, right? And I, I think they've got it, but you know, you, you think they have it and then they come out and they don't do very well, but you got to even look at Toronto and go, what did they figure out in Toronto that others didn't? I don't know. There's, There's moments of there. brilliance. The team is plenty capable. They've just not been able to put the pieces together, right? They yeah. have this, this wonderful, um, new shop and they've got these, I mean, very smart engineering minds and technical capabilities. And they've got a guy from, you know, Red Bull F1, McLaren F1, who's, you know, in charge of their, their technical engineering and, and, you know, it's bound to come together at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, I think there's a lot of newness. I think also in the past, the team has been a little quick, to pull the trigger or quick to make changes and find the next best thing that they think is out there, next best person that's out there and plug that in and not really give it time to, you know, to bet in. Yeah. And I think that, I think they're taking a little more measured approach. I think they're, they're doing it definitely smart. I mean, because they've turned it around in mid season, Tim, and we don't see that. Yeah. You don't see that. Um, and I'm, I'm curious and how I, much IMSA has to do with this too, under the same roof in the new facility. And you've got those engineers, you got your engineers and is there maybe, some yeah. cross-functional, you know, meetings talking about development of the cars and where it could go. And have you looked at this? Maybe there's looking at telemetry and data, um, data points that make sense the, to bring in. And maybe they got a simulator that they're doing a lot of sim work in order to get stuff sort of ironed out. Yeah. I, Along those same lines, I would tell you, I track with you 100% on that. I think that management, including Bobby Rahal, is probably taking a little stronger approach with them. I think that everybody with the people that were dismissed, and you hate to hear that people were dismissed, but it happens, um, with the people that were dismissed but and the people that remain, were probably told, hey, look, that you have to speak up. Okay. If you have an idea, if you have something that needs to be tried, if there's something that we need to look at differently, I think everything it needs to be on the table at this point, mm -hmm. right? Because they were not getting anywhere. They were yeah, maybe. they were a serial backmarker, mm -hmm. and to the point where the right the scion of the team it was talking retirement a month ago. Yeah. Right. And maybe it's maybe it's management so, is more opening to listening to maybe. the guys on the crew. Yeah. yeah. It could be a total shift throughout yeah. that is now, you know, more collaborative in the yeah. fact that we're going to listen and we're going to try things and maybe we're going to try things in small intervals and not make huge leaps and just throw stuff at the wall. Let's have some data that supports the change we're doing. If you got data to support it, then I think you make it and and go with it. I think it's important that you get it right off the truck because these weekends aren't what they used too to be. Too short. Yeah. Yeah. Too short. If you, you're bad you come, off the truck, you're going to be bad. Yeah. You, you don't have time to, to fix it unless you, you inadvertently miss something. You're like, oh, this is what it is. We forgot to do that. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're documenting stuff differently. I have no idea. But they, it, they're, they're, they got to figure out the robo package next, right? Mm -hmm. That's got to be next on the list. I think you got to continue to develop road courses, even though you've done well at um, Indianapolis twice. I think you got to just look at everything and go, how did we do? You seem to have brought some of your street savvy to the street courses. At least it happened in Toronto, which is pretty bumpy. You 
remember cars were taking different lines than your normal line just to avoid bumps. So, you know, in you Detroit, a, which was just like a relatively few weeks earlier, right? Small per, period of time. They were awful. Yeah. They were way so, off the mark, right? They were, they were in a different state. Yeah. And so, so for I, them to turn it around at Toronto, which I mean, again, we don't know the nuances of the tracks and how similar or how dissimilar they are, but they, the fact that they were able to turn it around that quickly on a bumpy, bumpy street course, it's kind of, kind of miraculous. Yeah. I would say from our perspective mm -hmm. or from a fan's perspective, there's no difference in those tracks. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would tell you yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe you're, you go from asphalt to concrete to manhole cover to this, mm -hmm. that, and I think it's the same, you know, both ways around. Again, Detroit, you have that long, long straight away and, Toronto, you have a pretty long one too as well. So yeah. it's not, I think they're pretty similar. Yep. Um, moving on to the race. Um, I don't know how you can start any race review without talking about, right, this dive bomb move by Devlin DeFrancesco to go from fifth to first. Mm -hmm. um, lucky to kind of make it into that first turn. Maybe Graham was a little bit tentative because he had had some braking issues. Um in the weekend prior and, and, you know, leading up to this thing, but um, yeah, Devlin who has nothing to lose at this point. Right. Cause we know he's not going to be back with Andrade mm -hmm. next year makes that big move. I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't really pay off for him. You know, whatever, whatever befell him later on in the race started fifth, finished 19th. He was the darling of the first three laps. And then after that, forget it. Didn't see much yeah. Brilliant there. move um, coming Lucky. on the outside. You don't have a, you don't have much to lose if you're on the outside diving real deep. If you go too deep, you're off the track. You're not taking anybody out, but you you get it woed down enough to make the corner, and then you leave Graham on the inside who can't, you know, take the corner as you would normally the normal racing line. So he has to back out, and Devlin takes the lead, and you get a yellow, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and then he leads mm -hmm. several laps. But still lacking pace, though. You, yeah. That's the thing. You start – in fifth you go to first and then by the end of the day you're 19th yeah i i think the andretti cars were okay here i don't and i think that was that was part of it right like devlin was okay and maybe got a little lucky in in qualifying which was unusual but um you know he settled into i think where you know where the andretti team kind of settled into i think the andrettis were a little behind in this in this race but i agree to your with point, that right go ahead you all qualify everybody and you finish last on the, on the, the list chart. of yeah. drivers. Yeah. So, yeah. um, further back in the grid on that start, it would land, uh, Dixon, Grosjean, Armstrong, Herta, and the person you least want to see bad luck happen, Joseph Newgarden. And Joseph Newgarden, of course, winds up on Marcus Armstrong's, uh, Simon Cancer Center, uh, Chip Ganassi Honda and uh, he's out and he's begging them to get him off, you know, off that car and back on the ground so he can, he doesn't have to lose a lap, which he ultimately did. Uh, this crash, this kind of, I don't know if I want to call it a crash. I mean, this kind of tie up, right. Was, was caused by Pelot. I mean, he just took it four wide on the inside and uh, inside a couple of McLarens. I didn't see who else was in that, but he took it four wide and, Caused some issues there, right? Caused some yeah. spinning and caused some turning around. And, you know, I think the person I feel worse for is Armstrong. You have, you all qualify all your teammates and then yeah. you get turned around in turn one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is. Seven. Uh, seven. And yeah. uh, from there, you, you're trying to make up time. So I think that's, that's huge, right? So yeah. I, I, I get it that, um, you know, for, yeah, you go a lap down, and then once you're lap down, you're sort of hung out to dry at that point. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I feel bad for Newgarden, but I feel like he had enough time to react. That's happened way... Should have, yeah. But I, I think, you know, in Townsend Bell... I'm not going to go on a Townsend Bell tangent. I, Townsend Bell had a good point on the... Because my wife even said it, right, when she was watching this. She was like, how did he not see that coming up? And it's like, what we're looking at on the onboard camera is much higher than what Joseph's yeah. looking at. And he's looking through that arrow screen with right. A divider in the middle. 
Yeah. And it's happening in, in milliseconds. It's not right. It's, you're not just tooling up to, you know, something at, you know, main and third at 35 miles an hour where you're like, Oi, you know, no, you're, it, you're going 170 miles Swirl. an hour Swirl. Yeah. <laughs> in the, you know, at the back of a, of a, a straightaway into a, a very hard left, left-hand turn. So, um, you know, in his defense, I, you know, I don't know that he really had much to, much to do there or could go anywhere. I mean, especially with where Marcus was sort of. Yeah. Right in the middle of the track. But I think at some yeah. point, I, I think, you look at that opportunity and you see it as one to gain a bunch of positions. So I'm going to go for this area and I think I can get five, six positions. I'm way mm-hmm. back in 25th starting. So maybe it's being a little too aggressive, but maybe it, it's to your point and maybe it's to Townsend's point. You just, just can't see it. Circumstance. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I yeah. feel bad, but you know, when that happens and then you see the frantic, get me going yeah. and here comes the pace car. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get me going. Yeah. And even they were saying it's going to take a while to untangle them just because of, you know, one car being on top of the other and you go lap down. They can't just days. push them off. Right. Cause you get yeah. Yeah. that, that can ruin done. the car totally. So, you know, you can't just push them off, but um, I don't think you or I expected a whole lot out of new garden on this track anyway. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, he, you got to look at where the other Penske's finished, right? Will power looks top like 10, six, the, top 15, you know, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But you know, with seventh, you, you're still not going to gain any ground. Right. No, but you didn't give it up like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, in this whole little melee, I think the people who least were affected, of course, spoiler alert, Scott Dixon, who ends up winning this race, was involved there, but he kept the car going. He was lucky to spin in the grass, mm-hmm. which means he didn't need the AMR safety team so he could take care of himself and get himself out of there. And Herta had a flat tire. So yep. he was still able to limp it around and, and get service and, and come back in. But he had service in a closed pit, which necessitated a penalty. So he had to start from the back of the field anyway. He was already back mm-hmm. there, but he just he got further back. Um, you know, hurt his day, never really came to fruition there, which, again, I, I'm scratching my head looking at hurt his year um, with only three races to go. He finished this in 13th. Mm-hmm. He finished this in 13th, Dixon won. It's just raw pace, right? Dixon yeah. had great pace. Great you pit yeah. lap five, six, seven, whatever it is, uh, to get fuel. Because uh, I, I I, agree with Graham a little bit that I thought that yellow was longer than Long. what it needed to be. What It wasn't like track cleanup. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of debris or anything that they, you know, nobody leaked fluids or anything like that. I It was, what, six... It was six, yes, yeah, six laps, and they're long laps. I know that there, surprised so, me. And, I, and I, I, yeah, Graham's two and a half thing, miles basically, right? Let's round it up. It's two and a half miles. That's a long track mm-hmm. to take six six laps for them to clean that up. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Do I think it impacted the end of this race? I do not. But the fact that it was that long was absurd. Well, I think it gives you that many more miles under yellow that you can pit and refuel and make that strategy work, which yeah. the only way you're going to do it is you got to have a good car. And obviously Dixon had a good car and you got to be a good, a disciplined driver to get the mileage you need in order to make it work. Yeah. And you know, it didn't even seem like he was in it. And then he was, then he was. Yeah. I mean, he was lurking, right? I know. Um, brilliant drive. And I don't mean to get off track, but just a, that's a brilliant, brilliant drive. Something really cool to see. So when I asked you earlier, were you rooting for Graham? When I was seeing what was totally going was. on, I was like, this is going to be really good. And I'm, yeah, totally was. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy that's making I'll give it you work. two things here when we, when we get to it. But I, I have a couple of things in mind. I was d- totally ruined, you know, rooting for Graham. You know that. Um, okay. I'm inclined to say, Tim, this is it for Joseph Newgarden's championship chances. I believe that coming into this race. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. Um, but he's 105 points behind now in third place, which Mm -hmm. more on that later, uh, even if he wins gateway, which, you know, all the talking heads and podcasters, you know, believe he, he will, uh, but it doesn't matter. You know, he's in, he's in a fight for second place again. Yeah. Yeah. There's the the championships over. So it was over last week. I think it was over the week before, but, um, yeah, it, it doesn't help, you know, as you will run down later, how much of a lead below has now. Yeah. 
Uh, Rossi was strong early, although this is a strong track for Alexander. He won here last year mm-hmm. to break a long wind route uh, before leaving Andretti. So, uh, and he had some really good racing with Christian Lungard in, in the early stage of this thing. And I got to tell you, you know, we talked a lot about, we've talked already a, a lot about Graham mentioned Christian with that second place qualifying, but man, he has elevated that 45. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, he really has, he's elevated oh, that yeah. program. He's done really well. He has a win on the season, obviously with Toronto, but he's also starting to look like those guys who like expect to win week in and week out or expect to be in contention week in and week out. Cause he wasn't happy with that fourth place finish. No, not at all. He was not happy yeah, with it. He was aggravated with that. Um, but you have a pit stop that lasts forever. He did. And what's funny is he didn't mention that he mentioned the timing of the pit stop. He didn't mention the fact that it was an 11 second stop when it should be about a seven, seven and a half second stop. Yeah, he didn't, something with he the didn't fuel. mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Something with fuel. Um, but while Rossi and Lungard were going at it, it helped Graham build a lead there and he needed some help in the back and they weren't helping him. They were racing each other, but Graham mm-hmm. needed some help because he was on primaries. He didn't have a second set of reds like everybody else did because he had blistered some reds in either practice and qualifying, but um, yeah. he had blistered his reds. And so Graham had to make the best out of that run on the primaries. Graham was good. He was good on primaries. He was good on used reds. Yeah, he was good. And throughout the entire stint, there was, yeah. there was no yeah. slouch. So yeah, that car never fell apart. For, for those in the that back in my mind, I was, exp- I, I was rooting for Graham, but I felt like the, it wasn't the strategy or Dixon was just going to play and beat him. I kind of felt the car was just going to fall off. Mm. But never did. Never did. Never did. Never did. Which means they cleaned that up from the main yeah. road course as well. Yeah, yeah. So. And for those who would believe that Graham no longer has it, I like, gosh, you look at this race and you go, he still has got it. And, oh, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for years, I, I was thinking that he doesn't have it anymore. You've episode, always said right? that. I yeah. was always he's disagreeing a, he's a with you. He's a racer. He's smart. He's no dumb dumb. I mean, he's I he's, he he's a smart racer. I just didn't think he, he was fast. Just struggle. The team isn't fast. Um, so <laughs> while all this was going on, nobody was paying attention to the Iceman, who was the Iron Man this weekend. But you know, he was oh, the Iceman. Nobody paying attention. Involved in that first lap issue that we discussed. You know, by lap forty, he was seventh. Here's my favorite part: lap sixty, he's in twelfth. You know, when he takes the lead, lap sixty four. And he stays there till lap 85. Yeah. Right? Man. This is ninth. Him and Mike Hall. Fourth? I know. They got it. They totally got it. And they when you it. think they're yeah. down and out, forget he it. He hasn't won the season. And he even asked, yeah. did you have doubts you'd get your win? He's like, well, you always got doubts, right? Yeah. To keep I, it at a, 19 consecutive seasons, which is next on the list. Honest answer. Yeah. It's just, yeah. He, it's just how life is. So yeah. for them to pull this, it's. I'm overly impressed with this win and yeah. maybe um, I'm overreacting to this, but I think it, it comes down to a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of knowledge on how to run that race in order to make it work. They did it. They totally yeah. did it. Um, 54th career victory, 19 consecutive seasons with a win, 21 seasons overall with wins. Um and it comes on his 319th start, which is now an all-time record, beating his friend uh, Tony Kanaan. Great storyline. Right? Great, great win. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody else can do it in the, in the uh, paddock. I think yeah. you look at how good he is, how Hall of Fame-ish he is. Hall of Fame-ish, I don't think that's a word. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he's got great oh, wins, I think. Yeah. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's on the... He's, his face is on the rock. Yeah. If you want to call it that. What's interesting uh, to me is, and I'll tell you this. So I was rooting for Graham, and what I was keeping my eye on was IndyCar timing and scoring, which anybody can go to. You don't have to be a, a media member, which we do get media access through IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a, a media member. But IndyCar timing and scoring was predicting that Dixon was going to be four laps short on fuel. Graham was not. Graham was good to go. Mm-hmm. Dixon prediction, four laps short on fuel. Graham needed to chase Dixon down and then, you know, had to come around Canapino, had to come around Ryan Hunter Ray, which 
I did not put in the notes. I don't necessarily want to talk about it. If you want to see my thoughts on it, go to Twitter but um, or the social media app formerly known as Twitter. The, um, but in, and it's in there. But only Scott Dixon, when you look at that, is the one that you look at this prediction and say, ah, he's probably going to be fine. So he could save tires. He could save fuel. He was leading, so he had clean air. He could take care of the car and do everything he needed to, while Graham had to push and, and make every lap count, make every pass count, make every corner count. And by the time he gets to Dixon, Dixon can fight him effectively. He saved his tires. Because, He's saved right. his fuel. Yeah. And was able to, he was, he yeah. was still feathering it when Graham was closing, Graham was closing. He was feathering it to make sure that he had enough fuel for the really lap and a half dogfight when Graham caught him. Yeah. I would love to have another IndyCar driver on this podcast. Cause here's a question I have that I noticed on this broadcast was Dixon seemed, for lack of a better term, conservative in some of the bigger corners which I feel backed up Graham. So then Dixon could get on it earlier than Graham could because Graham had to mm-hmm. react to Dixon sort of being a little s- slower into some of those corners and Dixon could control the pace. So he could, he could get the dig and, and come right out under mm-hmm. acceleration where Graham had to react to that slower than maybe normal corner, which puts Graham off of his rhythm yeah. and, then, and then back on especially mm-hmm. into that turn one section into that turn seven section where it looks like, Hey, it almost feels like he's being conservative, but not to a point where Graham could take advantage of it because he's just throwing Graham off of his rhythm. Yeah. And so he knows Graham where has to, place to kind of react too. to it. Can't, can't dive bomb or can't do anything there. Mm-hmm. Say that again. I hear it. I was going to say, and, and Dixon knows where to put the car in oh, order yeah. to make sure that yeah, yeah. Graham can't get a run in those areas that he does slow down, which presumably to your point, could be to mess Graham's um, rhythm up. But at the same time, I think a little bit of it initially was I got to save a little fuel here um, as well. So I can lift a little bit, but I can still stay in front and it's going to mess Graham up at that point. And then Graham even said, he's like down the straightaway, I couldn't even catch him because Dixon gets on the gas sooner. Graham's off rhythm to your point. And therefore it opens a seven car gap and you Mm -hmm. can't close that in the straightaway. And Dixon knows that Graham is smart and seasoned and isn't going to do anything dumb to ruin both of their races. Mm-hmm. Right. So if yeah. it's somebody else and I'm, I'm not thinking anybody, you know, I'm just saying if it's somebody else, he knows that there's, there's not that level of desperation back there. Graham wants that win. There's no doubt, but Graham mm-hmm. is going to throw away that second place by going, no. by pulling a fifth to first in that first turn right at the at the closing stages of this race he's not going to do that and yeah you wouldn't think so but it's been so long since you've been in victory lane you might take a chance that you normally wouldn't but the team's been poor for so long that you take your second you move on yeah smart thing to do and for graham right i mean it has to be in graham's mind i i don't know if he knew the dates particularly but this is the best finish since 2020 2020 for graham Again, years, the yeah. IMS road course in second place to Scott Dixon. Yeah. Well, so. you know, you would have loved to win from the pole. You led a lot of the laps, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number. 36. But, um, so you're up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, and your your pace was never off. You just, you couldn't beat the Iceman. And there's nothing to be ashamed about that. He's, when he's on, he's on. And they were so. on and. Again, he hasn't been there all season like this, but they put it together. Look, here's the thing. They are, Chip Ganassi Racing is the benchmark program on that Mm -hmm. grid. Yeah. I'm a Penske guy, right? But Chip Ganassi Racing is the benchmark program on that grid. And for Graham to really chase down Dixon the way he did, still have something left to keep him honest at at the closing stages of this race, it's, that's a, that's a great accomplishment. I mean, mm-hmm. I look at it like you could almost treat it like a win. I know that, that Graham sees it differently. How do you, see, I know you're not big on moral victories, but how do you see this? For the team? I think so. I think it's a disappointment though, just because you're on pole. So good. If you're not on pole, pole let's say you have a win. I, I, 
Well, let's say you have a fifth place start and you you go through the field and you finish second. You feel good about that, right? I, but you start on pole, you have the pace, you have the car that you have, and you just sort of get outdueled by a pitch strategy and a fuel save, and that's disappointing. Uh, even if it's a second place and it's a podium, you still enjoy it, I, I think, and you still obviously congratulate the team you do throw a party for the team i would think based on this yeah. one and and but uh, deep down racers want to win that's all they want to do for sure uh third place for Pato award um i honestly don't know where this came from because to me looking at this race rossi was the best of the three well rossi and something happened middle of the race place he... for him it just it i you know yeah. Maybe it went away. Maybe it was fuel save. Maybe it was One you know, tire wear or something. Terrible, but, I think. Yeah. But a word was nowhere to be found. I, I don't I don't know how that even happened. But he was happy with the finish. He knew totally he didn't have the car. Finish. He was he was like, this He's is growing, good. Tim. Yeah, this is what the car About had. Time. He's like, I don't even think the car had this, right? But we were able mm-hmm. to pull this off and get a podium. So he was like, Yeah, it was okay. Um, but so you take that and you move on and to your point, growing up, understanding what you can and can't take from a, the car and what it will take and getting a good finish is what it's about. That's how you go for a championship, right? You have pl- finishes like this when a car probably wasn't as good as a third-place car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well said. Uh, for, I, nothing to add because I totally agree. Uh, fourth place, Lungard, as I said earlier, I mean, he's elevated that program. He's now a solid eighth in the championship and uh, with some races coming up that, you know, he'll be a contender. We've, we've mentioned that. I mean, it's good. Maybe not gateway, but Portland and, and Laguna, I think for sure he'll, yeah. he'll be a contender. He wasn't happy. And we've talked about that. He wasn't happy with the strategy. He felt that they pitted too early, uh, which put him out of contention. Um. I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. I, I think the yeah. 11 second stop wasn't, wasn't good for him. I mean, four seconds when the field is this, this tight. Yeah. I, it's, it's that just puts you behind Pato and then you're yeah. running behind Pato trying to catch him and yep. you're in dirty air and being in dirty air doesn't do anything for you. So um, he wasn't far behind. Um, and you have Pato Rossi right behind you, which means you can't, you can't take your eye off the ball one bit because yeah. Rossi will bite you. Absolutely. So you, you just got to run with it, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, the 11 seconds, that's what gets get you out of the podium spot. And I would be upset too. Uh, that shouldn't happen. Something with the fuel nozzle going in and the vent not opening. Yeah. Uh, sixth place goes to Will Power, who started 16th. So Will Will did what Will does. I mean, he he maximized his opportunities ran a smart race, didn't do anything dumb and, mm-hmm. uh, and brought it home, you know, Palo sandwich really with, with, uh, with the Penske's there, it was Will and Palo and, and McLaughlin, yeah. which again, we said last week or the last podcast was when Will is good. It almost seems like McLaughlin and, and Newgarden struggle a little bit. And yeah, you know, I mean, McLaughlin was the better qualifier, but Will was the better finisher. Mm-hmm. You know, which sure. is, is where you you earn your points, right? So yeah. there's that. And then, you know, rounding out your top 10 is is Kirkwood in ninth. And I, based on just reading between the lines, and I might be putting two and two together and coming up with 18 and a half, but Kirkwood almost looked thankful and sort of bewildered as to, you know, how that ninth place finish worked out for him. Mm-hmm. And then 10th for Erickson. Yeah, it goes to your point. Andretti was just off on setup. Yeah, just didn't work. And you got to congratulate Palo on just taking seven. Take yep. what you can get. It's with the car game. Yep. Yeah, he was lead in the championship. Yep. Just mm-hmm. bring it home. You already know Newgarden's out on lap one. Uh, lap down, most likely never going to get it back and didn't. Yep. And so you cruise around a seventh, which is interesting because he dominated in the spring, as we mentioned, and to not come through the field and to have Dixon have the pace in order to you know, make that strategy work. You wonder how good the car was or how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had the bump right earlier. So, I mean, you never know if that threw mm-hmm. anything off. I mean, yep. the cars are so close. If you're, if your settings are off, just, I imagine just millimeters, it would yeah. cause some, some issues. So, uh, moving on with, uh, from there, I mean, 
kind of taking a look at the grid and where everything is. I mean, I mentioned earlier that uh, Newgarden is third place in the championship. He's he's just four points behind Dixon with three races to go. But again, just the culmination of a very inconsistent season. Newgarden has four wins on the season. Dixon just got his first, and Dixon is is second in the championship. Yeah, ahead of Newgarden. Yeah, he shouldn't uh, even be in the conversation, to be honest. I mean, if if that season was a little bit more consistent, right? Polo has four wins, and he's running away with the championship. Yeah, I'm not sure it's all Joseph, though. I think Penske's been on or off, and not great qualifying positions at times. They just have not been there for whatever reason, which is pretty amazing. Obviously, they dominate on the ovals, but other than that, it's kind of been hit or miss for them. So, um. You win four times, they're all on ovals, you street and road courses. Mm, who knows? Yeah, but kind of yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed on those, right? Those situations. Seems you like know it, you're gonna yeah. go in with the ovals and be super strong, and that's kind of where that is. But I mean, his teammates, Joseph Newgarden's teammates, have been very good on those courses. Uh Power and, and McLaughlin. I mean, McLaughlin was in contention for a win in St. Pete right off the bat. True. So, absolutely right. Yep. So, correct it. And I, you know, yeah, with Grosjean. Um, speaking of Grosjean, I mean, does does Joseph need a little of that Grosjean medicine? I mean, if you recall, Michael talking publicly to the Indianapolis Star, saying, "Hey, when they the it's an eighth place car, take eighth instead of doing mm-hmm. something dumb and finishing twenty eighth. Yeah, you got to do you know, what's loaded." Right. Is that kind of the New Garden? I, I don't see New Garden being reckless. He's not wrecky, which is my favorite no, term. But, but he's just, when he's bad, it's bad. Right? I almost feel like they rely a little too much on aggressive strategy as opposed to what's mm-hmm. happening in front of you. Right? This is, this is my perspective as a fan, and I've got a podcast and a microphone. I almost feel like some of these races where they qualify poorly – I feel like they're just too aggressive, where if you look at the 12 pit, the 12 pit just, uh, you know, to me, looks like they say, we'll play it as it lies, right? Mm-hmm. If it's on the green we'll, or if it's on the fairway, we'll, we'll hit, right? Yeah. We'll hit a long, a long iron here. If it's, if it's just off the side, we're going to pull out the rescue, where I feel like they're going for the, you know, the irons every time, even in the mm-hmm. tall grass, it seems like to me on, on the New Garden. Just, on the New Garden stand. It just seems like overly aggressive and it's not paying out. Yeah. And I, he just gets pouty and he doesn't drive well when he pouts. I don't dig that at all. I think that's the, yeah. I think that's the whole thing. Like, I, 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 when the car's not good, it's, it's not good. And it's, it's not bringing it home in a position to just get some points. And that's what you need to do. Yeah. Look at what power did last year. One win and won the one championship. One win, won the championship. Yeah. So, now Dixon's got one win and could very second well place. steal second place from Newgarden. Yeah, you know, just rolled four, off four wins in five yeah. races and then had good finishes everywhere else. Yeah, didn't throw. I still think to he's got one more win in him before the end oh, of the yeah, season. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's still got one absolutely. more win in him. Tim, I my memory serves, and I was going to look this up, but I feel okay with it because Spencer will tell us tell us if I'm wrong, <laughs> which I'm totally good with. Um, didn't. Scott Dixon get a victory last year when the Alex Pillow contract situation hit the fan? I think he might have, yeah. Didn't that he was win? Toronto, right? One in yeah, Toronto so. after yeah. the Pillow thing kind of hit. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Dixon won this weekend. You know what else hit the fan? Pillow contract situation. Yeah. Yeesh. Totally. Silly season is not only long, but sillier as of just a few days ago. Uh, Alex Pillow has made Aero McLaren aware of his intention not to drive for the team in 2024. What's interesting, though, is I seem to recall I've been hearing that somewhere, that it wasn't 100%. I've been hearing it on this podcast for a long, Ah, long time. Yes. I thought you were crazy. Yeah. I was skeptical. I still think you're crazy, but you were right on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm completely crazy. I mean, certifiable. But I wasn't crazy about that. No, that Um, was a great call. Yeah. But I, I've, and I've tweeted about this since Friday here and there. And, you know, I'm sure we'll 
we'll get more of the story and we'll see what McLaren feels their their recourse is. But I don't but... know if he's staying with Ganassi though. Oh, I do. I do. I know you I'm... do. I, I know, yeah, because you get to see the notes ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but here's the question. If Pelot was forbidden by his Ganassi contract to sign with anybody before September 1st, what did he have in agreement with McLaren other than, dude, I'm there next year. I'm there next year. I'm there next That's year. That's all I got it could have been, right? I got it, right? Letter That's of all intent? it could be. Maybe. Nothing signed, just a letter no. of intent. And McLaren, I mean... Yeah, maybe a letter of intent, but if McLaren's paying out a significant, right, according to them, quote unquote, significant sum, a first payment or whatever, why? The guy's not wearing your shirt yet. He's wearing your F1 shirt. That's a different deal, though. Mm -hmm. He ain't wearing your shirt yet. Incendiary your car. That whole deal's yet. off now. Everything's done, right? Everything's. Like, everything. I would imagine he's not going to be invited to be the reserve driver in those final <laughs> F1 races after, after Laguna. But you show up to F1 all in. I know, which bothers you more McLaren than it bothers me. It doesn't bother and, me at all. Oh, my gosh. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, but I, I guess we'll see. I mean, um, we'll see how it works out. I mean, I would assume he's staying. I, I would tell you that nothing is 100%, but I would, I would, I'd bet money on he's staying with Ganassi. Um and here's the other thing. I'm glad he dumped this this management company, this other management, or vice versa. If they dumped him, good. See ya, dude. You know, because yeah. as far as the advice or the things that they were trying to pull and and some of the things that they were going around, it, it just it it was stinky. It didn't feel mm -hmm. right. So uh, I saw Roger Yasakawa in the during the broadcast, and Roger Yasakawa was the one that brought him to Coin. Brought him to Ganassi, so it's good to see. And Roger's a former IndyCar driver, so it's good to see Roger back there. Maybe that'll help um, clean some of this stuff up. Because you know what? Here's the deal. He signs a two- or three-year deal with Ganassi and starts snooping around or somebody else starts snooping around. I, I would say from a credibility standpoint, this is his last opportunity mm -hmm. to play this card. Because if it happens the next time around, it's a Polo problem. Yeah. Right. Not a management yeah. team. Problem. Yeah. That's what I would tell you. Yeah. Can I give I, you I one more I'm... silly season innuendo on this thing? Yeah, please do. DHL to Ganassi below primary sponsor. Think that's going on? I do. That's your that's your uh, prediction here. That's my wild. I'm not convinced prediction. he's staying with Ganassi. I he I may have a different F1 ride or something. He's been so good. Somebody's got to be looking at him to bring him up. And I don't know who it is. Not... Helmet Marco Marco Helmet cannot help himself. So if he was signing Polo to run in Alpha Tauri, Marco would have Helmet Marco would have said something by now. Hmm. I believe. I don't know. I guess we'll Total see. Wolf I... Might have said something by now with with uh, yeah. Polo going to Williams. He's got to get a shot, in my opinion, though. And I don't know when that's going to be. If you're staying with Ganassi, maybe it does happen, and, and you would rattle off numerous names that have gone from Ganassi to F1. So you think there's still an opportunity. I just think now is your opportunity. You got two championships in three seasons, I believe, is if mm -hmm. my math is right. Obviously, um, three with Ganassi. Um, the first one being with Coin, as you mentioned. So the kid's good, man. He's he is. Cars, he, brilliant. So I, he's got to get a run. So I don't, I don't know if it's next year, if it's the year after, um, but maybe he stays with Ganassi. Maybe they've made things come together. They've mended their issues that they had. And DHL comes over and makes him the highest pay in Honda. Because that's the other thing, right? So we'll talk about that. DHL comes over. Maybe NTT comes back because they were expecting Polo at, at yeah. McLaren. Yeah. Maybe NTT comes Good back point. to Ganassi and they make mm -hmm. him NTT and, and Honda potentially. Makes Pelot the highest paid driver on the on the grid. And he how do you walk it. away from that? Yeah. He deserves it. And Honda doesn't want to let that go. Honda will be a engine supplier again in Formula One mm -hmm. in the not too distant future at Aston Martin, which could have a seat available mm -hmm. for one Alex Pelot. If they want yeah, to if, happen. If Honda's Gonna stay with him, right? The Honda yeah. says, "Here's the, here's the plan. Here's the roadmap. Here's yeah. what we're gonna do. This is our formal plan for you, as we look to Formula One." Um, 
that, you know, that crossed my mind as well. And that's a great point. So um, maybe it is a, you know, do another year at uh, Ganassi and then transfer over. So yeah, he's going to go. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. And where mm-hmm. um, more silly season news, maybe, you know, one of the ones that I believe was expected was Meyer Shank this week confirmed four-time Indianapolis 500 winner Elio Castroneves will be dancing his way into an Indy 500-only program mm-hmm. with Tom no Blomquist filling the 06 seat full-time from their IMSA program. Yeah, I like that move. It's a good move. Yeah. I think what's surprising, though, was this move by Elio as a minority owner in the team. Yeah. That's surprising. It's interesting, though. Yeah, it's surprising, but you... Think of it though. You're you're Meyer Shank, um racing, right? So uh Michael Shank, and then you're um he brings you your first Indy five hundred victory. I think it's I'm sure he's you bring great him on, with right? sponsors. Right. It, yeah. He's he's great in those, you know, kissing hands and shaking baby situations where you, you go out there and the do best. that. I don't think there's, there's no anybody one better, better at it. Right. <laughs> right. So you know, so why not keep them on? And that's the way you keep them on is as a as a part time owner and they you know, driver move. coach, which I think it's a smart move. OK. Oh, it's 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 very smart. What yeah. we don't know is plans for the 60 um, and out of respect. I think we for sort Simon, of know. I think we kind of know. Right. I, I think out of respect for Simon, some of that timing, I'm sure, is sensitive at this point. But I think even prior to Simon's you know, situation coming out of mid Ohio, that, that horrible wreck at mid Ohio. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think it was likely Simon was coming back to this. Yeah. You had thought prior to that, he was going to do the IMSA program and then they mm-hmm. were going to fill someone else in that seat. Yep. And he would go there. And I think we um, know who that someone else is going to be. I, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You think it's another quist? Yeah. In this case, a Lundquist, Linus Lundquist, yeah. the snubbed yeah. Indy lights champ from 2022. He's, he's been good 12th as well. place. Tim. Yeah. At Indy this, this weekend, yes, and then he was he was he was doing well in Toronto, and then you know Toronto'd him. It just kind of bit him. Yeah, that's yeah. it's just a rookie mistake. But man, he was on pace. He was as everybody oh, says sorry, he Nashville. was as fast as Nashville. below, and yeah. and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think you yeah I think you sign that kid up if yeah. you haven't done it already. I think you need to start inking that and get it done. Yeah, because that kid's good. What is interesting, because you and I are, are IMSA fans, we've done the Daytona 24 hours the last couple of years, um, is what happens to Shank's program in IMSA? Because that's not confirmed. And yeah, you've been mentioning that. Again, I can't help but feel like the cheating scandal from the Daytona 24 this year, which it was Acura that blew that whistle. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder... And Michael Andretti is already on record with, you know, Wayne Taylor racing saying we're going to expand to two cars. So maybe that, that Acura formerly under Meyer Shank goes to Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport, which leaves Shank looking at a possible customer program with Porsche, which he's not been a customer program in INSA. He's been a factory team Mm -hmm. or some other opportunity. Who knows? But that's that's. Didn't you that's also tough say he thinks that there. you think his IndyCar program might go to Chevrolet. I think I think it's it's possible. He has one more year with Andretti with this engineering mm-hmm. agreement, but it's it's possible. But if he the, do an it's the fallout from the Acura scandal that trickles down to over to yep. IndyCar potentially, yeah. then yeah, maybe that's call what it Acura if you want, but it's Honda. Yeah, yeah, one of the same. Honda. Yeah, yeah. Timmy, did you see Kyle Larson's livery for the Indy 500 attempt next year? I did after I read the notes. I went out there and checked it out. What'd you think? Terrible. It looks like a Scott Dixon chassis with new decals on it. Yeah, it's it's not can't help but feel like is that is that just Zach Brown just tweaking Chip Ganassi again? Like yeah, who knows? (laughs) So just kind of he's gonna put PNC on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hendrick, Hendrick cars. Um, yeah. Hey, but if, if Mr. H is running the, uh, or writing the check and he decides that that's what that car should, cause it's very un McLaren. Like if that's what uh, Mr. H wants that car to look like, then that's what I had to go look, look and it's not yeah. impressive by any means. No, no, no. 
I know they put it side by side with the the NASCAR, the stock car. And I was like, oh, okay, I see why it is the livery, but it doesn't do a whole lot for me. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's got a Dixon car for sure. It does. Yeah. Um, In other Aero McLaren news, three senior level, senior level personnel departures coming up here at the end of the season. Uh, first, Billy Vincent, who is Felix Rosenquist strategist, uh, informed the team that he'll be leaving after the season finale on September 10th. Um, Vincent has only been there since October of 2022 as hmm. one of the key team leaders to help steer Aero McLaren in this reorganized structure as they expanded. To me, this kind of feels to me like Felix is leaving and taking his strategist with him. Interesting. Where do you think this is going? Ray Hall. Hmm. That's what happened, right? That's what I think. And why not? Right? Take your strategist. It's who you're comfortable with. Good relationship with him. And maybe that guy brings some of the things that are good at the McLaren program and bring them over to Ray Hall. And help hmm. share some of that knowledge, right? Bring some of that institutional knowledge. More silly season going on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the story does go on to discuss uh, that uh, Billy Vincent has kind of a, a racing company and, you know, does some other things and helps support some other series and things. So maybe it's just that. Like I said, I mean, you know, I, I'm just speculating here, but um, it could just be that. It could also be that he's jumping ship with Felix going to somewhere and, Somewhere could Your be best guess is RLL. Yeah. Because if you believed that Palo was going to McLaren up until last weekend, up until just a few days ago, mm-hmm. right? And Rosenquist knew he was going to be out of a job and he, he got a nice be. offer from somewhere to be a paid driver. Yeah. Why wouldn't you agree to that? Yeah. So... And he's been uh, on the hot seat anyway, not necessarily because of performance, but because he was just a seat filler until Pelot came. Yeah. You know, which means that's not a position anybody wants to be in. Exactly. So why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. And take your guy with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Further on that, uh, Jeff Darks, who's Aero McLaren's VP of Marketing Operations. He's been with that team since 2019, which means he was Aero Schmidt or Aero or Sam Schmidt. Um, he was there. He's he's listed um, September 1st as his final day, as well as Mark Myers, who is McLaren's director of partnerships. Kind of goes hand in hand, right? The marketing and the partnerships. You know, again, I'll speculate because, you know, I have a podcast and I've got this thing in front of me, so I can. Um, they're probably <laughs> consolidating some of those operations with the the broader team, you know, which, I mean... Tim, the company I work for was was bought out by a, a company a few years ago, and that's one of those those services yeah. that generally tend to get sort of, you know, combined, and you mm-hmm. you peel off the redundancies, yeah. and that could be one you of got those people doing the same thing. Yeah, that could be one of those functions that you know Arrow McLaren sees as a as a redundancy. So, mm-hmm. championship standings, nothing you know, main changes here. Dixon, we talked a lot about that. Moves into second place ahead of uh, New Garden. Award and and Erickson sort of swap places there, uh, you know. Award up to fifth and Erickson down to sixth. Um, three of the season Ganassi guys in the top ten for the season championship. Uh, yeah. Heard out of the top ten again with Rossi in. That's kind of been happening here the last um, few races as well. So Heard is going to need to do something, Tim, if he's going to earn that super license. In if uh, Andretti still intends to take him with them yeah. or take him with them to yeah. Formula One if they're granted that, uh, you know, that expansion team. So mm-hmm. I moving on to Gateway, always, always fun, always exciting, always interesting. Uh, I looked at possibly going to that race, but we're going to be out with for the weekend with uh, Bill and Jill from Shelby. So, oh, nice. Looking forward to that. And then Camping, uh, baby. we'll be watching that on tape. Yeah, we'll be watching that um, live at the at the big uh, Bill and Jill from Shelby camper and be eating our s'mores. Big. Yeah, real big. <laughs> so, um, 
but that's it. So since we we missed your pick last week, which was probably Ray Hall on pole and Dixon to win, right? Yeah, um, I think my um, dark horse might have been. I don't know who it was. Who knows who it was? But yeah. it was Lungard, right? Who finished second or who yeah, finished fourth? So yeah, yeah, I think that's who it was. That's up. right. Yeah. yeah, I had it all right last week. Yeah. I just wasn't able to, you know, tell the fans. So or tell we the didn't get, yeah, didn't get a chance to uh, articulate that. So we'll give you a chance yeah. to uh, give us your picks first. Well, I, Dan, you probably knew this, right? Joseph's won the last three out of mm-hmm. Gateway. Um, so he's he's does very well there. Plus he won in 17, which was a little while ago. So he is obviously one of the favors, but he is not going to be my pick at all. Cause I just don't think it's going to come together after last week. Um, poll. I've got, um, I got your guy, uh, will power on poll. I think he's going to do that. I think Pence is going to be strong for sure for the win. I'm going with Scotty Mack. And my dark horse is going to be uh, Sato. Oh, I like that. So we don't, you don't want me to put my picks in the notes anymore. This was, this has been a, a several. And, and by the way, Sato's races. number ni- was 2019 winner. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't put them in anymore. Yeah, so, I don't want to see your picks. And I have Spencer's picks too. So for those oh. of you watching on the YouTube, right? Who's Dan's picks? Power Dan's pick is Power for Paul McLaughlin winning, and Rossi is your the dark, horse. dark horse. Spencer's got power. Hold on. Let me read. Power, New Garden. Okay, New Garden. And, and your boy Ferrucci. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> As the dark horse. Wow. So look at that. We're starting to think alike still on these, on these picks. So. Without even seeing your picks. 77 right. episodes into this thing. And we're, that means we're, we're both to... wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so, I think the power on pole, I think is a, is a really strong pick. I, I, I really do. I mean, that's, that's definitely a strong pick. I like the Scotty Mack pick for the win too. I really like that because I know he wants to win on, on an oval. I, I, everybody wants to win, but I know he, he definitely wants to win on an oval. It's not his thing. He wants to be the bus bro. So yeah, he does for sure. Especially after his bus bro made him eat all that hot chicken. Did you see that episode yet? Mm-mm. It's, it's wonderful. Is it good? Is it the last episode or is it a while back? It's the most current. No, it's the, it's the most Netflix current. I might have yeah. checked it out. All right. I, wanna, I want you to check it out because what they do with the eggs in the trivia contest, I think you and I can pull that together for. Oh, nice. We'll have to check it out. All right. I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll report back. So that's that. Um, that's all I got, Timmy. Same here. It's been an awesome show. A lot of it's fun. Show. Great race. Another great race coming, even though the championship's over, A couple weeks, over, we got a little time. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple weeks, but that's all right. Um, yeah. We need a break. Everybody needs a break. Everybody so, needs a break. Uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, we'll see. It's, Penske's been dominant. Yeah. Hey, you shout know, out to Evan Dawson for double-checking for us that the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan race shop is still in Zionsville, Indiana. Thanks for that, Evan. Not Napa. Not Napa. (laughs) Hey, uh, be sure to continue to engage with us on social media. And, uh, you know, we love to see your thoughts and everything written there um, on our YouTube and on Twitter and some of the direct messages that we get from people. So we appreciate all that. Got a couple of weeks before Gateway, which will be a wonderful race. And then, uh, you know, a, a nice tidy finish to the season where, Hello, will be crowned champion, and then he'll be racing wherever he's racing uh, next year, which I think it's Ganassi, and I've been saying that all season. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, sign up to be a Patreon sponsor so we can get Tim a, a single serve. Fresh, a fresh brewer. cup of coffee every time. Yep. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Take care.